This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. This is Kelly and Company, and it's a Monday afternoon, so I'm sure you're just starting off your week. We appreciate you joining us on Kelly and Company to start off your week. And remember that you can get a hold of us. You have some comments on whether you like uh, tiny, tea, tiny marshmallows in your hot chocolate. Let us know. one 509 4545 And if you leave us a message that you'd like us to play on air, please give us permission to do that. Feedback at AMI.ca is our trusted email address. You can send us your emails that way, written feedback of any kind. And on Twitter, the handle is at AMI Audio. Starting off the week with me, Ramia Umadhan, is Margaret Weldon. And like happens every Monday at this time, it's time for another Tech Talk with Michael Babcock. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Well, I am doing great. And the two of you? We're doing just fine, thank you. But I have a question for you, Michael, before we start anything. How okay. are you liking your stand-up desk or your standing desk? I am loving it. Uh, and we're going to have to get some bump dots or something to put on the surface because there's touch-capacitive capac- touch buttons that raise and lower the desk. Now, I have figured out where those buttons are, but every once in a while, my desk will go up when I mean for it to go down. So, you know, that's always a fun adventure. And then uh, it's got a drawer, so I can, it it sounds like a little thing, but I have a drawer so I can clean off my desk and just throw everything in there. Well, that's good, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) It's always nice to have one of those. It makes a big difference. Yeah, and, that's and, right. And, and it also has a built-in charging pad, so I can just set my phone down and then a couple of USB ports Fancy. on the side. So uh, all of my electronics are, are charged and ready to go, and I don't have any problems. I will tell you guys, you know, automation is great, and automating what you're doing is great until you automate turning your phone off so you don't get interrupted and then you're expecting a phone call. Uh, so so i got to fix some of that automation. That's why you guys going to get a hold of me at first. <laughs> Well, there's that's always okay. exceptions to the rule, right? Yeah. Exactly. Besides, it's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Michael. So you're using your Mac full time now. Um, tell us about the, some of the experiences you've been having. Yeah. So uh, we went to Seattle a couple of weeks ago, and on our way up to Seattle, my wife ended up getting the new MacBook Air, and so that meant that I ended up with her MacBook Air. Or, of course, we just have one sitting around, so why not use it? And my experiences have been fairly pleasant with it, a lot better than I thought they would be, because what I found myself doing when I used the MacBook in the past with macOS is I would rely on, you know, jumping over to the Windows computer because I had it and I was more comfortable there. Well, I sent the Windows computer upstairs to one of the boys, and they're able to to play their games on it and do what they want. But that means that the end result of that is I have to use the MacBook and not rely on windows for tasks that i can do on the mac but i don't i'm not patient enough to learn uh so i've i've been able to do that and then it also helps that demasi has started with us at at guys and he's a mac user himself and so i'm teaching him teaching him how to do things in order to to get the job done on the mac and that's forcing me to use them use it as well 
Wow. Eh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like collaboration to move platforms and e- make it easier, at least. So Wired released an article with 27 apps to inc- uh, increase productivity uh, or improve, sorry, on the Mac. So can you share some of these tips with us? Yeah, so a couple of the apps that they've released um, that I've heard of, and I've used some of them, and also I use alternatives to them as well, uh, one of which is called Amphetamine, which is an app that will allow you to not have to, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, keep touching your mouse or pushing a button to keep your computer awake while it doesn't update or something. Um, so that, that seems to be less needed now, but if you're running command line tools or you're doing other tasks that need your computer not to go to sleep, but only for this time, you don't want to change the power settings, you can use a tool like Amphetamine to uh, keep your computer awake as long as you need it to do. Uh, there is an AdGuard. I don't use AdGuard myself, but it is a tool that will allow you to block Hmm, I think we were talking about privacy in the first segment, block privacy tracking tools and advertisements across the web. I use a, a, an alternative to that, that that runs on the Raspberry Pi. Alfred, which is something that I have heard a lot about and I've tried it a couple of times and I just haven't been able to be successful with it, will let you search your computer and quickly launch different actions based on what the community has created. LibreOffice is another tool they mentioned that's an alternative to Microsoft Office. We talked about that last year, and it is uh, giving you the ability to be flexible with the types of files that you open and create. A uh, tool that I heard about that I have uh, that I heard about when I was reading this is Highland 2, and it's created for screenwriters or screenplays, and it's a plain text editor to help you being able to get that. Couple more apps I want to mention: a Dark Noise, which allows you to build out your own audio environment. Just a quick tip: uh, Dark Noise will let you mix up to 50 different sounds. Apple has added to the accessibility under Hearing in the latest operating systems. Actually, I think it came out last year. The ability to have different noise profiles playing to help uh, with eliminating distractions and other elements uh, on the. Mac OS and iOS. And then last two that I will mention is VLC Media Player. That's what I use to listen to a lot of my media that's not in Apple Music. Uh, and then there is Hazel, which is used for file management. And I use that tool myself because it will let me set up a rule that says, hey, if this file has the text AMI in the title, move it to my AMI folder no matter where it gets rendered to from Reaper. So a uh, pretty cool tool that, that will help you with file automation. Okay, so now we've got an idea of what apps you're using that are on the list. What apps do you use that are not on that list? Certainly. So my alternative to uh, Alfred is LaunchBar, probably my most favorite app, and that allows me to quickly search for different files or perform different actions on those files or on the Mac. Uh, I also am using a, well, I'm using drafts, an alternative to LibreOffice, and I use Parcel, an alternative to Deliveries, which is another app that they recommended. They recommend Dashlane for password management, and longtime listeners know that I use 1Password. And then, as I mentioned earlier, I am using a alternative to the AdGuard, which is a Raspberry Pi tool that I've installed um, that is, it allows you to 
edit the way that your ads are shown, if any are shown, and edit the tracking that's done for you across the web. But that applies to your entire network and not just on your computer. Okay. Okay, that's good to know, too, as an aside. So Apple Insider shared a tip for customizing keyboard shortcuts on the Mac. This is probably very crucial, especially for screen reader users. What are some of the tips that they shared? So the biggest tip that they shared is don't reinvent the wheel. If you might think that a keystroke exists, check the help documentation of the app or check in the keyboard shortcuts under system preferences on older versions of macOS or on Ventura at system settings. And go to keyboard and see if there's a shortcut that's already available to to perform the action that you're looking to do. And then the other thing that they had mentioned is if you are trying to create a shortcut that doesn't work with the app. So, for example, if you want the mouse to move to a certain point in the app and click, you can use some third-party tools that would give you additional functionality with your keyboard, uh, again, that might not be available in the native app that you're trying to control your keyboard. Lastly, uh, don't overcomplicate keystrokes. As we who use screen readers know, sometimes there's a lot of keystrokes. So if you if you can do what you need with just one or two actions that and you're able to do it all from the keyboard, that's fine. But don't make it to where you're trying to look up every time. What's that keystroke to be able to search this app again? I don't remember because then you're spending more time looking up what the keystroke is than actually using it. Yeah, right. Now, you wanted to share um, a tip for an ex- using an external keyboard and maybe some other tips for improving that experience, Michael. What were they? Yeah, so go to system preferences if uh, on an older version, again, system settings on Ventura, and then go down to keyboard. Then go to modifier keys, and you can choose the command option or control keys, and those are all pop down, pop drop downs, uh, pop ups that you can choose the different functionalities. So, for example, on this external keyboard that I have, it mapped the what I see as the option key to my command key. So it was the second button in from the space bar, not the first one. So I went in and I chose option, and then I changed the option key over to command, and then I changed the command key over to option and and swapped those around. So you have a lot of flexibility with the way that your keyboard is laid out. And then remember, you also can go into your voiceover preferences if you're a voiceover user and go down to the general tab and choose the modifier and either use control option or caps lock or both. I've actually recently switched to just the caps lock because a lot of web apps or other tools use the control or control option to be able to have their own specific modifiers. So now my, my voiceover key is the caps lock key. It's interesting, right? Because as you said, at one point, you can do a lot, like if you're comfortable and you're getting to know your own workflows, you can do a lot with just one or two keystrokes, getting to know your own workflows, um, and or there's a gazillion things out there that you can learn to utilize, which is really, really interesting. With your Mac, yeah, go ahead. Uh, one keystroke that has been very helpful that I'm, I'm sure Romeo uses it and hopefully a lot of other Mac users use it is VOI for the item chooser. Because when I'm in yes. Zoom, I don't want to press tab or VO right arrow to get to the join. I know the button's called join, so I just do VOI, J-O, and right there I'm on the join button so I can join mm-hmm. a Zoom meeting. 
Absolutely. And that helps me in a lot of a lot of apps. Um, Michael, in your Mac or on your Mac, you're using Parallels for Windows Access. How's the experience so far? First of all, I blame Stephen Scott for this wholeheartedly that I'm using Parallels. Um, so not thank him, blame him. Fair- Yes, yes, not thank him, blame him, because, you know, he, he causes me to spend money just like we cause him to spend money. It's, right. it's, it's turnabout, you know. So yeah. uh, Parallels has been a pretty pleasant experience, and the more I use it, the more I realize how nice it is. I used to use VMware Fusion, but right now that is not officially supported on the ARM-based Macs, which I have the M1 Mac. And uh, I, I so I was able to, you know, get in there and set it up. I did have to use a third-party tool called VO. OCR, which takes a picture of the screen and does OCR on that image. And then you can navigate that with your control option up and down left and right arrow keys and be able to click on different elements because the screen was not accessible for me to get it set up. I did use Ira the first time and then I learned about VOCR and that has has changed my experience with using Parallels. And the other thing is, is I realized yesterday, even though I've been using Parallels for about a month, month and a half now off and on, that because Parallels uh, file structure is integrated with macOS file structure, so if you download a file, it goes to your downloads folder on the Mac side of things, I can use tools like Hazel to keep my files organized while I'm working inside of Windows. Now, what do people need to be aware of in addition to the um, inaccessible setup experience? If your keyboard doesn't work the way you expect it to, mainly for using an external keyboard, you may need to go into the system preferences or system settings on the Mac side of things, change some keys around, or realize that Parallels has its own functionality to control the keyboard and give you functionality on that keyboard. Wow, sounds like a lot. Michael, -hmm. just before we go real quickly, what uh, screen reader are you using on Windows 11? NVDA and occasionally JAWS 2023, which does have ARM support, so it will work. And then uh, I, I do fall back on Narrator to be able to get tasks completed fastly. My goodness, that's a lot to keep track of. All right, Michael, I guess that's um, all for today. We'll uh, listen. We'll uh, join you next week for another Tech Talk, and lots of luck with your standing desk and your new Mac. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You guys have a great rest of your show. Thank you. That was Michael, Ta- Michael Babcock, and he'll join us next Monday at this time for another Tech Talk. After the break, we're checking in with Brock Richardson. He brings our month or weekly sports update on Mondays. We're chatting a little bit of wheelchair basketball and sitting volleyball, along with a couple of other things. So we'll be right back on Kelly and Company. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.